0: welcome to couch buddies i'm kia and i'm michelle and we're talking about kate and
1: leopold today Uh, kate and leopold is a 2001 movie it stars hugh jackman meg ryan Liev schreiber Meyer, natasha leon bradley whitford (laughs) A cameo by Viola Davis. Well, not cameo. No small role, but very small role by Viola Davis. By Viola, Viola Davis. Um, it was directed by James Mangold, who uh, and also he is one the, of the writers. The only rom com he's directed. Yeah, he did Girl Interrupted. Yeah, Walk the movie. Line. Yeah, good movie. The Wolverine, mm. Logan. Haven't seen it. And Ford versus Ferrari, which is which is newer. Oh yeah, I heard good things about it. He also it. wrote. Uh, Girl interrupted. Walk the line. Ford v Ferrari. Uh, and and like he wrote all of those, as well as Oliver and Company, which I just had to throw in there because it made me happy. Wow. Uh, but also credited as a writer on this movie is Stephen Rogers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who wrote P.S. I Love You. Yeah. Uh, I Tanya yeah. stepmom and Hope Floats. So he's got a lot of of rom y type things, or at least rom drama y type things under his belt. Yeah um also interestingly to me this movie was nominated for an oscar for music for uh the sting song until yeah and it won the globe and hugh jackman's i think first golden globe nomination came from this movie as well Mm -hmm. for actor um yeah this is only like his fourth like it's it's, it's early because x-men came out the year before this yeah and Swordfish, which I will talk about later, came out in June. Mm-hmm. And this came out and, in December. Yeah,
0: and. So, just a few uh, I think, like, what was it? Someone Like You came out? I think it was like 2002,
1: maybe, or was that in the 90s? I um, think he did that one before that he, he did that was pre Wolverine. I think Yeah, he did someone like you before we've talked about that on. Yeah, here. Yeah. We, right? We've
0: talked about that movie on here. If you haven't seen Kate and Leopold, the, the brief synopsis is an English Duke from 1876 is inadvertently dragged to modern day New York where he falls for a plucky advertising executive. I have bones to pick with this movie. <laughs> okay. And a lot of it comes down to, Anachronisms and they piss me off because they would be very easy fixes.
1: <laughs> um, hang on, I'm just looking. Okay, so someone like you came out March 30th. Mm-hmm. Swordfish came out in June. Mm-hmm. This came out in December. It was the year of the of the Jackman. Yeah, like that's crazy. Uh, IMDb score, by the way, except for to give that okay. uh, six point four out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes is a fifty percent. Mm-hmm. So, and and the Rotten Tomatoes ones. Uh, some of them are newer. Some of, like like it's a, that that one's a more weird one uh, because it came out about the honestly, time it was just starting. I was like honestly, so yeah, it's, like
0: Rotten Tomatoes. Unless it's, I'm trying to think of the way to phrase it. Like uh, unless it's like a reaction for a movie that's kind of just coming out, it's hard to kind of get. Yeah, an that's not part of like, what it. Aggregate.
1: That's what it is. I was. That's probably what it is now considered yeah. versus what, what first came out. Yeah. <laughs> This I also also funny um just because I mm-hmm. I love love Hugh Jackman as we talked about oh, before. Too. Um Liam Schreiber is on Wolverine Origins yep. as Sabretooth yes. as Sabretooth which is his brother Victor yeah. Creed. It's it's Logan's brother. I think that's really funny. Yeah. With, with the relationship they have in this movie, because it's a way healthier brother relationship, even though they're not brothers. But well, but I, you got Breck and Meyer, who I literally have my loved favorite, for ages. Like
0: the cast is the best thing about this movie,
1: <laughs> to me. <laughs> the cast is great, and the, and the, honestly, this is going to sound so weird. The weirdest person the cast, or not weirdest, but the the worst fit is Meg Ryan herself, and she's great. I think she's good in it. I just think, like, it's a weird fit, but, like, Bradley Whitford plays such an interesting, like, version. Like,
0: you, I I know it's been several years, but you did watch the movie Adventures of Babysitting, which came out in, like, 1987, 88. Okay. He plays a douche-nozzle named Mike. This character, JJ, is Mike grown-up. Like, that's exactly who he is. And, and, and,
1: the thing that I like about Bradley Weber's character, JJ is after he got called on it, he didn't punish her. Yeah. That
0: I appreciated is that
1: massive. Like that's a massively big thing to me that he but, didn't yeah, punish he, her.
0: I, cause I expected him to <laughs> there. There were things about this movie because this, cause you know, this is one of those movies. This was back during the era when we still had credits opening the movie. Mm-hmm. And as I'm like, jotting down notes, I see producers Bob and Harvey Weinstein, and I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> and there were a couple of things, like literally, there are there are moments that I'm just watching this, and I'm like, "JJ is just a Harvey Weinstein self insert, isn't he?" Like oh, that Bradley Whitford did, and, like that's how it feels. Except like, for he doesn't punish her. He we doesn't. all know that's not how Harvey yes, Weinstein works. I, oh man, but yeah, I like I. I don't know. There's just something about it. Like I didn't like completely hate the movie. Rewatching it, I, I had not seen it since college, mm-hmm. but I, you know, so going into it, I only had kind of like vague recollections, mm-hmm. and there were just things that this time that jumped out at me
1: that I'm like, what? <laughs> See, I really liked this movie, so it's going to no. be an interesting talk. Like,
0: I think it it started early that like I that I I was that I was slightly annoyed with some things because, okay, you know, I'm like a huge, like history nerd. Yeah. And so the first thing that like, it jumped out at me kind of early in the movie of when, um, Stuart, I didn't ne- know, I like, I could never remember his name through the movie. So in my notes, he's just Liev most of the time. He so starts with Liv Schreiber and I would back and I yeah. Later, yeah. Um, but when Stuart and, Leopold are having, like, their fight that Kate is overhearing from downstairs. Yeah. He yells out at some point, he's like, for all I know, you could be Jack the Ripper. And I was like, ha! Wait. Because we are told the time portal, it goes back to what is it? April April 28th, 1876. Yes. Jack the Ripper only murdered people through August and uh, August to November of 1888. And and then like later then the whole like elevator setup. I was like, oh, Otis, that's funny. And then I remember, wait, and this is because I just know way too much random shit about history. It's like the Otis Elevator Company was founded in 1853. So he's okay, but yet he's the inventor of the elevator. Okay, fine, whatever, I'll let it go. And then the and this is one I was actually gonna text you about it because when he gives his full name, that's you know like Oh Mountbatten, Mountbatten. Oh yeah, wrote that okay. one down. Mountbatten. I didn't know that. That was like
1: Mountbatten.
0: Okay, which is the kind of like, for lack of a better, the Anglicization of Battenberg, which the Brits didn't take on until World War One. Yeah, yeah, okay. that was a problem. And yeah, I then, did catch that. Then the whole dressing down of J.J. over uh, La Boheme. Like, I had like I remembered them having, like, a dick measuring contest over opera. I remembered that. Yeah. I did not remember that it was La Boheme. And he goes into this whole thing about La Boheme, and then suddenly I remembered, wait a minute, La Boheme did not premiere until 1896. So there were just things that I was like, okay... <laughs> This could have easily been fixed with, like, putting, instead of 1876, move the date back a little bit. And all of the inventors that he's talking about at the beginning, like, oh, you know, inventors are the new royalty, you know, like, Bell with his light, or not Bell, like, Edison with his light, and, you know, and, like, Bell and blah, 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 and, like, lists off all of these inventors. One of them was literally only 18 at the time. (laughs) Thomas Edison had only just started working on the incandescent light bulb. Uh, who was it? Bell had literally only filed the patent for the telephone the month before. And so, so like, I'm like, okay, like, I think what pissed me off about it is like, I am a fanfic writer and I do this kind of research for free. Yeah. Like somebody got paid to write this movie and they didn't take the time to like simply Google some shit. <laughs> I was like, I know Wikipedia wasn't really a thing back then, but come on. Yeah, that's true. It's true. I was like, it's like, oh, and because I was looking, I wanted to like confirm. I'm like, am I just going crazy? I actually looked at the goofs on IMDb, and when um when at like when it opens and he's there, you know, sketching and listening to the speech from you know the guy who's building yeah. the Brooklyn Bridge and everything. There's an American flag in the background, and it's a fucking fifty star flag.
1: Well, that's just it's just a mistake. <laughs> it's just See, like, I think the mistake, honestly, is giving a year at all. Yeah. Like, because they don't actually give a year when it starts. Like, they don't say 18. They don't. They, they don't you only get that from from Stuart later on. So, like, they could have just not said a year. And then we would have been, like... There's some weird time stuff because time stuff Yeah, and like and he mentions but, like Pirates of Penzance. He said which, it had just premiered. Yeah, had just premiered, which didn't happen until seventy-nine. So I would say this maybe could be like but he, he invented the elevator, so it's confusing.
0: Yeah, I like and because you you and I have had lengthy, lengthy discussions about sci-fi and time travel movies
1: yes. and like why certain things piss us off. Yeah, and that's so fair. as I'm just going to blame but, the doctor. Can I just blame the doctor? Oh, man. The only re- I'm just going to say he went with the doctor somewhere and that's why he knows all these things. I there mean, there we go. But, okay, but if. Or he's a mutant. Or he actually is Wolverine and has simply been alive for a very, very long time. But that wouldn't work like going retroly to. <laughs> no, he's like, like, it was
0: I actually. Mean, the year was wrong. Look, like the. Liv Shriver's year is wrong. First off. Well, I mean even like him traveling with the doctor wouldn't necessarily make sense because like then like, why would he be so shocked about That's like fair. modern day New York?
1: That's fair.
0: It, it's literally just, like normally I don't get like I tried not to get this nitpicky, but literally mm-hmm. it pissed me off to a degree that was like it would have taken somebody like
1: 10 minutes of research. But, my My assumption for why they did that, I will give you my assumption, is they wanted to say things that people would know rent yeah. was big then and so labo m rent like it was it was just coming out really getting started what next was 2001 right? 2001
0: rent rent premiered in 1996 so
1: rent was big Be- then yeah um so that, that they wouldn't lot the yeah. connection for that. Well, probably.
0: like I, I get into people know a, that. I got into an internet fight with somebody because I was telling them it was like that that rent is literally just a modernization of Wabo M. M. Yeah. And that it premiered like literally like a hundred years after the original. Yeah, so, but
1: like but yeah, the what I'm trying to say is they probably yeah. the reason they probably did that is because they wanted not most people most people are not history people. They don't care, especially in two thousand one. Nobody know, cared about that. Just, and so they just put it in there like, hey, that's cool. Otis, let's just use that because that's a cool name. We can just use that here. And that'll give people a connection. And like they probably, in, in my mind, they probably just said, what are things people are going to recognize? Like we need names people are going to know. Because if you pick actual people from the time, you'll only have one or two that people will ever know. I know. It and just, and it he felt, needed to be able to list a litany of people. It felt the The Montbatten thing was to dumb too. Yeah, it, it, it yeah. is. It is. But then again, I mean, there are things in P.S. I Love You that are super lazy. There are things in, in, in yeah, sorry, I was just looking at the things he'd written. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't watched Walk the Line in too long, but I haven't watched Logan yet. It's on my queue to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. But, like, I don't know. I guess I didn't, I knew that some of that had to be wrong, and I still just, I was like, I mean, Hugh Jackman's charming. I buy it. I don't care. <laughs>
0: I get, it, but when when you're hinging like things about the character on like anachronisms that couldn't have happened, that yeah. that's where I start getting a little yeah like ragey about things. And again, like I know it's just it's me being pedantic, and I know like I have that tendency. And I'm sorry that everybody's had to listen to me <laughs> go on this rant.
1: But I'm probably just more of the like this is a fairy tale side of it too. Because this is a fairy tale. This isn't, I mean, there's so much in this movie that doesn't work <laughs> when you start, like, like, like I mean, Breckin Meyer's character is just an idiot for, like, yeah, ages, and, and no one would ever really believe, just because, like, there's pictures of it doesn't mean it was real. Hey, there's pictures here. He was at a costume ball. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's just very, I don't know. It didn't bother me, but I didn't think about it very hard, I guess, either. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Like I said, I'm
1: just I'm pedantic that way. <laughs> I am about a lot of stuff. I just didn't do that on this one. I don't know why. Sometimes I do. I just this one I didn't do that. It's okay. So, um, so so the movie starts with Stuart It we see, you know, we come in on the Brooklyn Bridge being built. Hugh Jackman's character, the Duke Leonard Duke of Albany, Leopold the Duke of Albany, is there drawing a beautiful picture of the the being erected. Uh, bridge. We see him drawing a picture and he sees Liv Schreiber taking pictures with like, a little small handheld camera and he's very like, suspicious because it looked... I mean, Stuart looks hella suspicious <laughs> in what he's doing. So he tries to follow him, gets away. Uh, so then we go to that night when he's getting ready. And this cracked me up so hard because he's being told, you have to marry a woman with money. You don't have any money because you're, you're noble. Nobles don't have money. Find a woman with money. Yeah. Which was enjoyable. And so then he's getting ready and he's like practicing these lines. He's going to use on these people. And one of them, one of them is you're a rare woman who lights up a room simply by leaving it. Like, and he just delivers all these lines and his uncle comes in. Cause he's staying with his uncle. And says, oh, you know, your father should never see you like this. And da-da-da. Like, uncle's kind of... Being a disapproving uncle, yeah. Yeah. Which is not unusual, apparently. Like, nothing... And basically, you know, Leopold wants to throw the, the nobility out the window anyway. He's like, nobility means nothing. It's not important. We, t- we mentioned, you know, he's talking about, like, the adventures of the day. Or what is going to be the thing that changes the world. And the thing that matters. Mm-hmm. And so that, that whole thing goes back and forth. And then... His uncle leaves after making fun of his elevator and goes back downstairs. Party starts, yada, yada. He's dancing with Miss Tree of the Trees the of Schenectady. Schenectady. And he sees Liv Schreiber again. I'm sorry, Stuart, again, <laughs> taking pictures and being shady. It, like like I'm, he's okay, lurking. For, he's clearly
0: lurking. Man, it's like for for a time traveler, he has all of the enthusiasm of like somebody like who just like picked out like a costume yeah. at the red fair. And this
1: is his first like, time time tra- time traveling. Yeah, we find out later, and so gives chase because there's a strange man in his house. So he gives chase, chases him to the bridge. The guy's like, no, you don't understand, just let me go, because the the thing breaks, and he's trying to catch him and Mm -hmm. ends up pulling him into modern-day New York. Yeah. Well, modern 2001 New York. And, you know, we see him, when we see Kate coming home, all that stuff happens. Stewart's her ex-boyfriend, and she lives just downstairs from him, thinks he's brought home a trollop. Nope, nope, it's just his friend, a computer hacker. Which this that's where the swordfish thing. Yeah, he's a high-end British computer hacker, and I'm like, you mean like he is in Swordfish? Except for I think he's probably Australian in Swordfish, but I don't remember for sure. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. It's a really bad movie.
0: I so I, literally the last time that I watched Swordfish was when our professor used it as an example as like yeah. as point of view something in our in our film class.
1: Yeah, but um, but yeah, so he, you know. Tells her because because she won't believe the truth. He like Stewart tells her the full truth because she knows his whole goal in life has been to make a time machine or to time travel, and she doesn't buy it when he tells her because who would? And mm-hmm. she's like, I just need my Palm Pilot back. I know you're awake. My Palm Pilot we've been broken up for a month. My Palm Pilot is in your apartment, and I need it back. Mm-hmm. And he goes, It's one a.m. Talk to me tomorrow. Hangs up the phone. Next morning, poor Leopold wakes up <sighs> super confused. As you would, yeah. Hits all the hits, turns the TV and everything on, makes him jump, scares the crap out of him because mm-hmm. he accidentally does it. Like the big dog in the apartment scares him a little bit too. Uh, eventually, Stuart comes out, turns everything off, talks to him, tries to explain to him what's going on. He won't believe it. Mm-hmm. Kate overhears from downstairs that they're fighting, so she knows they're awake, uh, and she leans in the window. Because they they live the fire escape part basically, so she climbs up the fire escape, talks to to uh, her ex, talks to Stuart, and he's he's like, "Go away, Cage. Go away. Get out." Pushes her out the window. He goes, "Your Palm Pilot is in the hallway." <laughs> yeah, I have put your Palm Pilot on the landing. But before he and he explains a little bit to Leopold that you know this is a basically a portal through time, and you can go back on Monday. Like it's middle of the week now, you can go back on Monday. And it'll be fine. Just don't leave the apartment. Yeah. It <laughs> goes, just stay here until I get back. Cause the dog has got to go. So unfortunately, because the creator of the elevators in the future, elevators don't work. Yeah. That was a weird thing, but we needed to get, we needed to get Stuart out of the way. So Stuart falls down an elevator shaft. <laughs> and the only reason he doesn't die is because his dog's leash pulls off his dog, but gets kind of hung up. And so he, ho- Pauses for a second and then falls, breaks his leg. Um, whatever. He is eventually put into the psych ward because no one believes him, because would you I mean yeah. uh Kate meanwhile finds the dog in the hallway and she's like, You can't and, you know, comes in there, and she's like, You can't let this dog in the hallway, come on. Takes him takes Leopold downstairs, and says, Walk the dog, you know, take care of let him take care of his business. There's a, a park over here on this street, just go do that. And she's going the other way, and she's like, no, 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 you, you go that way, I go this way. And they finally separate, but he's and he's all of a sudden in modern New York, and he's super confused, as you would be. Mm-hmm. Dog bolts away from him multiple times. It's a big dog. It's a big dog. And he doesn't he doesn't know what's going on. He's so mm-hmm. lost, as you would be. Like I said, Stuart winds up falling down the elevator shaft, so that's where we, also the dog is take, doing his business, which is where we get the Viola Davis as a cop. Telling, telling Giving him a ticket. Trying yeah. to explain that you have to pick up dog poo. And he goes, why? That's stupid. I'm not doing that, basically. And she's like, okay, what's your name? And that's where he gives the Montbatten at the mm-hmm. end. And we're like, just everybody tilt your head together. What? But that's, yeah. So then she's like, yeah, right. Takes the, you know, she happens to have a bill for Stuart in his pocket. So she writes down Stewart's name and gives him the ticket. Which is actually fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, if we could give a ticket for time, an appropriate use of time travel, Stuart would also get that ticket. <laughs> but yeah, so they go back to the apartment, Stuart has gone, he's going to the hospital, and he once again yells at Leopold, Stay in the apartment! Do not leave the apartment! But that obviously is not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, because Leopold has gone now and seen the Brooklyn Bridge finished. The fact that it's still standing after all this time is is a marvel, and he's so excited, and yada, yada, yada. Um, meanwhile, Kate is a—I think we have Kate there somewhere. hmm We find out Kate's an ad executive—not an ad executive, a marketing executive, uh, trying to become senior VP. Yeah. Her her secretary is Natasha Leon, who I love. <laughs> Uh she's great. Russian Doll is a better time travel story. Like, Russian Doll is a siri- TV series on Netflix. So good. It's produced by Natasha Leon, stars Natasha Leon. So mind-trippy, but so good. Like, Josh, watch- Josh and I watched it in, like, a night, and then we had to get up the next morning and watch the next episode because it was so good. But, anyway, so she's her, her suffering secretary, who Natasha Leon, a lot of people would know from, like, Orange is the New Black, uh, and also like American that. Pie. American Pie, yeah. So She's so, Tara Reed's friend. Yeah. Uh, and she's, she's in and out of this movie, but she's necessary enough just to... She gets us the plot movement that we need and a little bit of humor along the way. Usually.
0: She's the... She's kind of the foil for Kate of where Kate mm-hmm. is closed off and has no time for love. Um, she is the... <laughs> she's the bubbly secretary who... Is Like, literally, we are introduced
1: to her reading a romance novel and crying over the ending because she comes into the office and Kate goes, did, it, did they all in happily ever after? He lost his leg to gangrene while he waited for her.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was, looking, so I was looking at trivia. Apparently, that's, you know, like, it wasn't just a mock up. It's an actual, like, romance novel. It's actually about vampires.
1: So, yeah, uh, so she reads the, she's very into the the romance of it all and and that kind of stuff, as you get throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, and elevators all over the city are out, not just in that one building. Elevators everywhere are out. Time travel. Uh, So she's at her job, and she ends up, like. She's talking to her boss. Her boss is sitting in on a meeting. They're looking for someone to do the farmer's bounty. I think it's called. Yes, butter's farmer's bounty. Margarine. Thing. It's margarine. Yeah, margarine uh, ad. And she's like, this person, not they don't like him. He's too shifty. This person, market research research says he's obnoxious. And they're like, well, but these are who we picked. Why did you choose those people? Because market research, guys. Like, you listen to your market research. So she's like, I've already scheduled a new casting thing because this isn't going to work. I've already scheduled it. It's happening. And then she kind of trips and falls because she's she's clumsy. She trips and falls several times in this movie, spills coffee all over her bl- her blouse. And I did like that immediately JJ calls and goes, Barneys, I need a new white blouse, size small. Ladies, deliver here. Like and he just takes care of it because you can't go to meetings and like you can't do that. So he's just like, nope, nope, I'm taking care of it. It's handled. She thanks him for it. Uh, and he asks her to dinner later in the week, I believe. Yeah. There. Something like that. So or you know, that's where he, he floats the thing that she may get a promotion. Yeah. To senior VP, because he's been in Le- in England for a while and they're doing a merger and he's probably going to permanently move to England. So he'll need someone to, to be the head honcho here. Mm-hmm. So he kind of floats that idea to her and she's very excited about it. <laughs> Naturally, this is what she's been working for. She's been paying her dues to get here. You find out later. Um, Meanwhile, back at the apartment, uh, oh, wait, the, I will say, J.J., Bradley Whitford's J.J. does say really, her, like, he tells her she's a man. He's like, you're yeah. like a man who understands women, but you don't have to worry about it. I'm like, oh, my God, I want to punch you in the face now. Oh, yeah. Like, he's it's just... He's horrible. Yeah. Meanwhile, Leopold's back in the apartment, and, and Stuart calls, and he's talking to Stuart on the phone. As this random kid who only shows up this one time... It was uh, it was enjoyable. It was, but it I wish the kid had shown up more. Me, well, I wish the yeah. kid had shown up more because it's just a drop plot. Well, it's
0: the kid and the dog both just conveniently disappear when they aren't needed anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. So the kid, this kid, shows up, petting the dog, hanging out, and he is telling him the story of Pirates of Penzance. And Charlie Breckenmeyer, uh, Kate's brother, comes home, hears it upstairs, and goes up to see Stuart, because he's friends with Stewart, and. Here's the end of Pirates of Penzance, and it's like, oh, is that playing on the street now? I didn't know that. Yeah, kind of thing. And and they they bond pretty well, Leopold and and Charlie, mm-hmm. Charles, as Leopold insists on calling him. And ultimately, Charlie invites Leopold to dinner that night at yeah. there at the apartment, which makes his sister a little angry. Because she's like, they're both insane, and I don't want to have anything to do with this. Mm -hmm. Which is also understandable, because she went and visited Stuart, and he's like, please take care of him. He's from the 1800s. He doesn't know anything. And she's like, no, you're crazy. Like, you're actually insane. No. Yeah. Goes, Goes back home, ends up, he's like, I've already invited him. Come on, it's not gonna, like, I invited him. I didn't think it was a big deal. I didn't know you hated him or whatever. So... And he at that time shows up at the window dressed up. Like I love that he combines like his jacket with like clearly a shirt of Stuart's. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's very quick to go, ooh, new clothes. Yeah. Because in his time you'd change clothes like 800 times a day. So a part of me did wonder how much Charlie was gonna have to go not Charlie, Stuart was gonna have to go get like dry cleaned after <laughs> after he left. But so he comes downstairs, has dinner with them, unintentionally offends her. Because he just doesn't yeah. know how society works now. He asks for the next course. And she's like, no, this is it. And he, like, pokes at the thing on the plate. I don't even know what it was. It was some kind of, like... Meat patty. But yeah. I don't know what it was. And he's like, oh, okay. And stands up every time she leaves. Because, once again, he's a gentleman. That's how he was raised. So that's, just, that's mm-hmm. etiquette. It's It bred into him. But she... She kind of not takes not bristles at it, but she's just a little bit like, you can quit now. Like she finally she's, has enough. She's very prickly. Yeah, and she finally has enough and says, just get out. And he didn't really do anything that bad. But she just she just has had enough. It's been a day. She's dealt with Stuart. She's done. <laughs> and so he's like, I'm sorry if I offended you. It was super unintentional. Bye. Okay. And he leaves. No, like, argument. He's just a little, like, taken aback. Because it's very out of, it feels out of the blue from his perspective. Yeah. Uh, and Charlie's like, uh, what's wrong with you? Like, you okay? Like, that that was a little intense for you. But, you know, ultimately, they get over it somehow. <laughs> uh, because oh, The next day, she goes up to see him. Uh, is it next?
0: Yeah, it's the next day. It's because he's trying to make toast.
1: Yeah, because the, the, the he so she sets goes off up smoke alarm. Right, so she goes up to to stop the smoke alarm from making noise and to take care of the dog, and and he's like, "This is a dumb invention." He has a point, <laughs> like he does have a slight point, but while they're talking, he he talks about how important food is, and he starts like he goes off on this thing about having like was it brioche in bed, something yeah. like that, and. And she's like, "Wait, say that again!" Like she's got it now. Yeah, like yeah. And so she takes him into work, and he is the he, new. He says the words creamery butter." Yeah, and, and so and so she takes him in to the auditions, and, which Charlie thinks that Leopold's just an actor anyway, a method, a super method actor. So he goes into the audition. He at first they don't want to see him because he comes in wearing the goofy outfit and stuff, and then he starts delivering it, and every woman's face on the screen is like a. You know, just it's Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Hugh Jackman dressed in like Regency clothes. Do, yeah, no, yes, of course. Yeah, and he 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 follows directions, reads directly into the thing. He does great. He is now the spokesperson for the for the for Farmers Bounty. Farmers Bounty. And Bradley went for JJ pulls her aside and goes. So I was worried for a second because he seemed crazy, but. I need to trust your instincts, because you were totally right. Let's talk about it over dinner. Mm -hmm. And he kisses the back of her head, which was a little weird. And definitely gave Leopold, like, not okay vibes. Like, Leopold's, Mm -hmm. like, immediately, like, uh. And he could obviously see that Kate didn't want it or initiate Mm it. So he was was very, like, taken aback on her behalf, because that's, you know, his job. Mm Mm-hmm. And so as they're leaving, he's like, "Do you have a chaperone to go with you tonight? Because that man is not just interested in business." <laughs> Once again, he's from an era where you would take a chaperone; like that's just a thing you would do. Well, and she points out, she's like, "Well, I'm alone with you, and I don't need a
0: chaperone." And he's like, "Well, that's because like I have no intention of courting you." He
1: obviously does. If I if I had i have an honorable man, I would have given you my yeah. intentions in writing, which he never does. But that's fine. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So they <laughs> she goes to her dinner, and Leopold's super jealous but he goes out with Charlie anyway and accidentally shows Charlie up in the bar when Charlie's trying to get trying to hit on yeah. this girl but Charlie's floundering badly he's fumbled at the one yard line well because I mean as as he gets told later by his due best friend <laughs> the woman doesn't want to be courted by a buffoon mm-hmm. you know you, you can't always be the clown you got to you know be sincere and genuine sometimes so I love when they're walking back, and, and you have Charlie just annoyed. He's like, well, yeah, I mean, let me hold the chair for you. Let me light your cigarette. Let me da da da, da. And he basically was like, I got, her your num- I got your number for her, or vice versa. I got her number for you. And he's like, I told her you had an infection for her. You were just shy because you thought she was with someone else. That's a good line. Mm-hmm. It sounds really good. Like, teach me your ways, a oh wise one. Yeah. To which he does. <laughs> he wingmans him very well. Mm-hmm. And teaches you know teaches him like you don't have to be funny, you can be genuine, it's okay, there's nothing wrong with it, mm-hmm. and you don't have to vex the woman. I did love uh, he, when he and all of a sudden Charlie clicks and goes, "You want to vex my sister I like, feel like that line that line is great, so Charlie being mostly drunk and Leopold, being a little worse for for alcohol as well, decide to go crash her date mm-hmm. that she didn't really think was a date. And she has brought up, you know, we haven't talked about business yet, and she's trying to, like, mm-hmm. work around to talking about business when Dumb and Dumber show up. Yeah. And at first, they're not, like, that bad. Like, Leopold can't help but correct him when he's wrong, partially because Leopold is drunk. <laughs> like, not, like, wasted drunk, but just enough that he's, he's like, I, I know that area. There was nothing there when he says there was something mm-hmm. there. It's not possible. And then they go to the La thing that you bring up. I, I do, I just like that he goes, it's performed in Italian, so of course you don't know French from it. And like, storms out. <laughs> and and so she's left with the awkward like, I'm really sorry about them. Mm-hmm. She she has to clean up their mess. And yeah. mentally, I'm going to murder them. because. <laughs> <laughs> but cut to Leopold in the apartment. He's written out a beautiful apology letter, a small apology note saying, I'm an idiot. I am so sorry. I should not have done that. I was a little worse for alcohol. I apologize. That was very wrong of me. Like, like he absolutely takes full blame, which is really nice to see. Like that was, that was really nice to see. He's like, I'm an ass basically. Like mm-hmm. this was my bad. And let me make it up to you. i making you dinner on the roof. She finally eventually gets this letter in the middle of a meeting yeah, I love that her her assistant then goes, "Oh, you're going!" <laughs> like writes out her acceptance for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and and JJ has now completely pulled back from hitting on her at all. He's mm-hmm. he's, he's not he's, he's professional. Been, he's been put in his place. Yeah, yeah. He is super professional about it. He doesn't. And we're all worried he's gonna. She's she's worried she's gonna be punished for what happened. Mm-hmm. We've also seen Stuart in the hospital one other time, and he tries to make a phone call to check on Leopold. Catch it. The nurse is a bit extreme because he should be allowed to use the phone whenever he wants to. It's just that he pulled the oxygen cord from the man next to him, which see, is a problem. I will say, like, you don't see Liv Schreiber doing that kind
0: of thing. I was gonna say, like, Leah Schreiber needs to do more comedies. Yeah. He, I, like, don't get me wrong, I love him in the you know like spotlight
1: kind of kind of roles. But, man. Yeah, that was unexpected, and I appreciated it.
0: He's like like a Swiss army knife of acting. He really is. Yeah. He's a very
1: stable... I've never seen Ray Donovan, but apparently he does really good work in that. I've heard nothing but good things about him in that show. But, yeah, he needs to do more stuff like that. So, yeah, Leo... Leopold, because that's what Charlie calls Leopold. They they go and get bouquets for Patrice, which is the... Mm -hmm. Stay out of it, Patrice. But they go get bouquets, like a bouquet. for Patrice he goes, no, 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 you don't want that one. That symbolizes hate. That's like I was yeah. like, yay, I love flower language. <laughs> yeah. That made me super happy. Um, meanwhile, you know, Kate comes back to get ready for her date. Charlie goes out for his date, and she, for the first time in the movie, pulls out a dress, and it's from the back of the closet. It's still got the tag on it, mm-hmm. and it's like it's this really like sexy black dress. And she goes up to the roof where he has paid a violinist from the street to come Mm -hmm. up and play. Like he, he pulled out all this for a man that is new to this time. He did very well. And, you know, they have a really good conversation over dinner. She's sort of starting to believe Mm -hmm. everything. She doesn't want to, but she sort of does. But she also kind of wants to stick her foot in a little bit because every time they start even getting remotely like to romance, she's like, romance isn't real. Like, yeah. I think it's just a fairy tale. Like, it's Santa Claus. And we like romance books because it tells us why our, our Santa is still stuck in a chimney. And, yeah, and you know, Leopold says, you know, Otis, which is his valet. Yeah. Otis always told me that love is a leap. And he goes, I've just never felt strongly enough to leap. Yeah. To leap. Apparently I've never felt inspired to jump. Yeah. And, you know, I also love that she talked about her mom love Charles and die. And that's a cautionary tale. <laughs> and I went, yup. yep. Yep yep so true and and so you have that whole thing but then he, he asked her to like she's gonna get up and start cleaning he goes may i have this dance and she goes to, like put both of her arms on his shoulder and he just no 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 he he's going to lead her in the proper way because that's how he knows how to dance this this moment was basically like the first time i felt any kind of spark between them yeah and it looks like they were actually having fun because yeah. like they both start laughing halfway through. Because she's like, I'm not a very good dancer. And he goes, you're doing fine. And I mean, his charm is like on 20 here. Like, he's mm-hmm. he is so charming in this movie. It just... Like, I don't think it, the charm falls flat necessarily, but I feel like she doesn't... You have to have someone reaching back. And I don't mm-hmm. feel like she's... I feel like she's phoning in a lot of her stuff.
0: I don't think she's phoning in it. It feels like too... <laughs> Two different performances? like it's—it's were- it's like they saw two different things from this movie. Okay, you know,
1: like, I don't know. It just—I don't know. But um, so the dance, the kiss, and it fades to black. We assume more happened. Although I was a little surprised that more would happen, because uh huh, me too. I was a little surprised that that wasn't a conversation, like I said- but I sort of appreciated that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Cause that would have turned this into a different kind of comedy. And I didn't need that necessarily. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of glad it didn't happen, but I was expecting it. So it was a little jarring when he was the, like the next morning, he's making her breakfast and, and everything. And I love her brother comes out and goes, okay, so I need to know who you are because my sister's been hurt. And like, we're cool. I like you, but for real, if you hurt my, like I don't want you to hurt my sister, mm-hmm. which I appreciated that he wasn't like, he was like, we've been hanging out for a while and I need to know who are you? I'm the man who loves your sister. Okay, that's what I needed to know, kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, she gets up, and, and he gives her breakfast, and then they have to go, or they have their Saturday date, Mm-hmm. which is just, like, the slow, like, amble through through the, the world, and oh, I skipped the whole purse snatching bit, but oh well. Um, eh. Hugh Jackman on a horse. Woohoo! But, so they're, they're like, slow ambling through, through, like, Central Park and the streets, and then suddenly he gets really excited because he found his uncle's house, and he can't believe it's still standing. Mm-hmm. And he rushes inside, and it looks like maybe it's, I don't know, maybe some type of museum now. There's, like, a children's room in That's it. That's kind of what it looks like to me. Yeah. Um... So, but he, you know, pulls her along and shows her where everything. Is he goes that's me in the photograph. My parents as a not photograph painting as a child, and and then he goes and pulls out. And this is where she finally doesn't have a choice but to believe him, because he goes and pulls out a secret like compartment compartment that hasn't been opened. You know, it's dusty in there, and he opens it and pulls out his mother's ring, and he you know, he's just so excited to see these things that he never thought he'd see again, and kind of like. She she does have that like oh this is that's a thing okay because in her mind she she like she was starting to believe it but she didn't really believe it yeah because how could you once again like it's not something it would be easy to do they go back to the house and there's this really cute scene where they're curled up on the fire escape together mm-hmm. and they're listening to the birth at Tiffany soundtrack that the man across the street is listening to that's a whole that's a whole little weird thing that doesn't go anywhere but I'm okay with it. Because the music's pretty, <laughs> um, and he starts to propose to her, and she falls asleep on his chest, and so he just puts the ring back in his pocket, carries her to bed, in a, in a really adorable like mm-hmm. adorable scene, and she asks him to stay with her, and so he climbs into bed, and holds her, and whispers, "I love you." Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I love you, Kate McKay. Uh, Kate McKay. Yeah. As she falls asleep, and the next day he has to do his commercial. And, like, he's doing fine until he tastes the product. Th- this is... I don't know why. This is the scene that I remember the most from this movie. <laughs> he tastes the product and realizes it's garbage. Yes. And is really upset that he has to put his face on something that is garbage. Yeah. And... You know, she she tells him that this is my job. I need you to do this. People all have to do things they don't want to do. Every it's it's a you know everyone kind of knows it's diet, so of course it's going to taste bad. Mm -hmm. Like just get in there and do it. And they kind of have like their first little tiff about because he's like, this isn't right. Like like it's not honest. And she's like, I'm in marketing. It's what I do. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's fair. I'm not gonna lie. The fact that it's butter that breaks them up, it makes me laugh. Well, and then so they're driving home, They're driving back after the shoot. He does go back and finish the shoot, which I appreciated. Like he didn't just go pitch his little fit and leave. Mm-hmm. He went, no, my, the woman I love needs this. I'm, I'll stay and do it. And so he finishes the shoot, and they go back. And she goes, well, the weekend's over now. We had a nice weekend, but it's over. Yeah, and you know she, th- they're they're done. Mm-hmm. And he goes to sleep. He, he wakes up the next morning, <laughs> and. Stuart has made a break from the mental institution and is back because <laughs> he was being held at least a seventy-two hour cycle, if not more. Yeah. But he got a nurse to a nurse or an aide, I'm not sure, to believe him. So she sneaks him out, and he and he takes off. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's once again like he just it's he's got some good comedic timing.
1: Yeah. So to the hospital. He, and, and he tells it's Monday now and he tells, yeah, which we were told
0: at the beginning that the,
1: the next hole was Monday. Yeah.
0: That it would be that the, the portal opens, in, uh, will open again in a week.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, Stuart tells him, you have to go back like this. You have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the world will but change. Like, I can see some things happened while I was away, but you have to go back. And so we see him walking back to the, to the bridge with Stewart and we don't see him jump but we see him walking back to the bridge so we know mm-hmm. And we see Stuart, like sadly playing the piano up in his apartment. <laughs> yeah. And Charles Charlie comes up and he's like where's where's Leo? He went home. And the pictures are developed up there. And Charlie kind of saves the day because yeah. he's looking at the pictures and he goes, "Wait." And he shows it to to Stewart. Stuart, Stuart's like, "Oh." Maybe, maybe I didn't mess up Destiny. Destiny's a pretzel. It was already a pretzel. I just didn't know I was unpretzeling it. And basically, he, like. He goes
0: on the time travel rant that everybody does in a time travel movie. Yeah,
1: and you realize that Kate is in the picture. Like, I realized it early, even the first time I watched it, yeah. that Kate's in the picture. So they go to find Kate because she's at a, a business party that night where it's going to be announced that she's the new VP. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's so upset. Like, because she wants to share it with Leo and Leo doesn't pick up the phone because he's gone. Mm-hmm. So the party happens to be at that house. Like mm-hmm. it's a historic thing. Like that makes sense to me. They do yeah. parties, at historic houses like that. So she, she shows up and the, the guys fake their way in. I don't know how they got in without being chased.
0: Or, you know, they Yeah. They literally just like knock the dude's clipboard out of his hand and run in. <laughs> well, and, and,
1: and Meyer's character just screams like, ah, yeah. And they run in, and security doesn't really chase them. But it's like, the security at this party is real bad. But that's fine. Like,
0: if it were me, I would basically just be thinking, I don't get paid for this shit. And like, that's like, basically what stay, happened. I would just stay at the door.
1: Yeah. So they find her, they show her the pictures, and just as JJ's announcing that she's taking over, she goes up there to make her speech. And as she's making her speech, she the pictures have, like, fallen out of the thing or something. I guess they weren't ever yeah, in Yeah, Stuart
0: and Charlie were basically, like...
1: yeah. They handed him to her, and so she just set him down. And then her eye catches on herself in the picture. Yeah, and she goes on this long rambling speech that comes back around to being, "I love him. I have to leave. Bye." Mm -hmm. And she runs out the door, gets into a cab. The guys, because she's only got till midnight until to get back. Mm-hmm. so she runs out the door and the guy she's like how am i in this picture when i don't remember being in this picture I'm like well, we haven't been in it yet it's a whole thing like once again he tries to explain it and it just doesn't make sense to her uh and then she says goodbye to her they get to the bridge she says goodbye to her brother and goodbye to stewart mm-hmm. and i love stewart's things like i was a bad boyfriend but maybe i was what was supposed to help bring yeah. it to him so she jumps off the thing meanwhile back in 18 whatever Uh, Leopold is just disheartened, and he's like, just tell me which one has the most money, and I'll marry her. Mm -hmm. It's fine. So he's getting ready to announce his engagement, and Kate comes in, and he sees her, and they kiss the end. So can I tell you I want an alternate ending, though? Okay. I want, like, a Back to the Future Part 2 ending. I want somebody to walk up and hand her brother, like, a package of this was our life. And, you know, we do have a lot of descendants and stuff, so, you know, probably stay away from them if you're but but at the same time, like, this was our life. This is what happened. Like, I don't even need the moment. Like, I love the moment where they find each other and kiss. Yeah. But uh, I just wish that we had had, like, or or even, like, it also made me think of Blink. hmm Like, that moment when we come into the door, like, my great-grandmother left this and said, on this night, to be here. Mm-hmm. That would have been super cool! Yeah. It's the only real thing I wanted. <laughs> like, I just... Because I like resolution. I, I do, too. And, they, like, we know that they go on and have kids, because they say it in the thing. Yeah. So, like... I wanted, like, some, like, British guy to walk up with a package <laughs> and just hand it to them and walk away. <laughs> like, that's all I wanted. Yeah. But it didn't happen. Yeah. But I really enjoyed the movie overall. Anachronisms aside... Which the only one I really knew was Ma Batten. I thought there was something hinky with some of the others, but I didn't know the history as well as you. Yeah,
0: but. like I said, I'm just weird and pedantic that way. So uh, so obviously they stay together.
1: Yep. Uh, what do you rate this movie? I give it a four. I really
0: enjoy it. I'm going to go three and a half. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I just, I mean, we've we've seen one kind of like man out of time rom-com with Blast from the Past. Yeah and i i don't know why that one felt more sincere to me they're very different man out they're time, they're different yeah. and technically technically adam isn't a man out of time he's he, more of go ahead but yeah i so I don't know. It, it The man out of time stuff felt like it dragged on a little too long, and then suddenly it's not an issue at all anymore.
1: And Yeah, it's like you spent two days in front of the TV and learned everything you needed to yeah. learn. But anyway,
0: I have nothing else to add. Do you have anything, Dolly? Um, no, that's it for me. All right, so that will get it for this episode of Couch Buddies. As always, thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye. 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 If you enjoyed this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.